Hey. Hey. What's up? Not much. I feel like I'm going to use this as an emoji for you <laughs> during the course of our conversation. Do you want to tell our... <laughs> <laughs> Me slap. <laughs> I thought that wasn't allowed. Come on. Oh, whatever I want's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does announce it beforehand. It's not just annoying noise that no one understands. He's like, hey, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to slap my knees. It is true. You do announce it. So does then it, does it make it like redundant? Better, yes. Does it make it better or worse? Is the question, and that's for you guys, not for me, or for our, our twelve listeners. <laughs> so hey, I hear that like I increase the listenership. So you, you know. by listening or by your parents listening? Mostly by my parents listening. <laughs> okay, welcome to South Beta Podcast: One Man's Journey to Untangle the Knot that is the Climbing Community with his co-host. Who occasionally knows the answers to his climbing-related questions. I am Zach. You're the one man. I am joined by my awesome co-host. Evan. Dr. Evan. Dr. Pierce. Dr. Evan Pierce. I prefer Uh, Evan. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't really matter because it's whatever I want. (laughs) And then we have a, a fantastic guest who's rejoining us for her second appearance on this glorious podcast. Please welcome everybody. Uh, this is Bridget. Bridget, so great to have you back. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh my God, the the I keep on telling people when people ask me like, you have a podcast. I'm like, we have two good episodes. I really like I really like number nine <laughs> a lot, and it's with Bridget, and she's phenomenal. And then episode thirteen, I do an interesting break thing in the middle of it that I thought was pretty <laughs> an fun. An interesting <laughs> break. That is that is how I would describe it. Interesting. Sort of a break. Which reminds me, you got to set the clock for when we're doing a break now. Uh, so anyways, it's great to have you back. Mm-hmm. Evan, it's great to have you in this room and force you to podcast with me. It's uh, been a long time. Force, force, I've been here no, it's so my- much and you've been gone. It's my all fault. All the time. Thank you. It is my fault. I will accept fault for this, but I, I am so glad that you are here now. I am glad that we are here now. Mm-hmm. I am too. Bridget makes it so much better. <laughs> we should just make our regular part. With his know. friends. I don't know how I feel about with that. With his friends who occasionally know the answer to his climbing-related questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> but here's the thing is that, like, my purpose for being here is almost completely self-serving because I I want to know. Don't know. Oh, oh. Okay, all Not right, there fine. yet. No but uh, I understand spoilers? that it's. I understand that it's Don't let the cat out of the bag. What <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a giggly podcast. I can already tell. Um, <laughs> I mean, we know why. We do know why. Uh, for those of you who don't know why, because you're listening and we're not present for the past hour and a half, we went to dinner beforehand. And, and I, limoncello happened. <laughs> and I got people drunk, and I'm very proud of that. Drunk is a stretch. Buzzed, I would say, is more accurate. But influenced, yes. How, can I use the word Happy. I mean, like, I feel like I'm generally a happy person. You are person. generally happy. And you showed up to dinner, and you were super happy, and I was not, and then you, your, your radiance brought me up. And It's my goal in life, to just project my radiance onto other people. Well, consider sure myself touched to inflict by your radiance. <laughs> inflict your radiance on other people? <sighs> okay. <laughs> So uh, I'm sorry if you don't enjoy spending time with me, but you're going to spend the next uh, probably like at least hour with me. So, you know, get used to it. 
Yeah, and there's been the threat of more drinks after this, too. Oh, I'm My in. husband. I, I do mean you're in. You're the one who's threatening. <laughs> <laughs> I like that place. Okay. Um, so it's been a long time since I left you. Without a dope beat. <laughs> Are you talking to the audience right now? I was. I was you know that I'm like at like almost ten percent of your audience, right? <laughs> and I'm like in the room. Yeah, it's okay. I, it's I okay, like... Zach. It's been a while. It's been a while. I understand. It's been a while since the last podcast. What are we doing here today? Hey, we gotta watch out, man. You can't invite too many people to be on the podcast because then we won't have an audience. They'll be like, well, I already know what happens in that one because it was there. Well, so Apple just released, like, new podcasting metrics to- tools. Oh. So hopefully we'll be able to actually know instead of guess based upon download numbers how many people download our episode next time. Oh, you know what you should do, though? You should use some advertising techniques that don't involve have gone business cards for a podcast. <laughs> I feel like they gave Evan one too many <laughs> No, 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 no. I agree. No, no, that is, is, A, that is both something you did, and B, a ridiculous idea. So, Zach, here's like You might be the only podcast with a business card. I don't think that's true. Mm, I think it might be. It might be true. Most people that have podcasts are like, oh, yeah, business cards? Who uses business cards? My business card, in fact, for my real job is so old that it doesn't even have my current title on it, and I don't feel the need to um, update it. What title does it have? It says associate product manager, and I've been a product manager for almost uh, at least a year, I think, something like that. I don't even know. You left us that long ago? I've been at this job for over two years. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you know that he's been an (laughs) I feel like you're like, you left us? (laughs) I didn't As leave if you. you. Were part of us. In fact, in fact, me leaving left the opportunity for Dr. Pierce here to become the ass man and now the director of Belmont. Or as we like to call him, the dick. No, that's no, not what we no call one. him. <laughs> Nobody calls him that. That's just you. I call him that. That's just you, Zach. Or the man. You can call him the man. The, he, yeah. Mm. I mean, I could call you the cock. I'm okay with that. Because I feel like I can make an anagram of the letters in your name <laughs> and spell something pretty close to that. It'd be more like, <sighs> No, it's actually, I could go C-O-C-K. I think Dr. Pierce could yeah, make it work. C-O-C-K would, would be straight out of your name. Where's the K in my name? Now you spell your name with a K. When I spell the short version, when you actually spell my name, there's no K. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could go... C-O-C-H, and I feel like that would work. We're moving on. We're moving on. I will call you the director. (laughs) You have won this one. Good call. You have won this one, Mr. Dr. Director. Okay. Mr. Dr. Director. Okay, clear. (laughs) You you sounded sad, though, when you said that. I've accepted defeat, and I will move on and find other things to teach you about. Okay. Um, So, uh, what are we here to talk about, Bridget? Projecting. And it's a climbing-related topic, believe it or not. I, I, it's mostly um, self-serving because I've been told multiple times, especially recently, that I am not trying hard enough things. And I hear that somebody that I know went out and spent the last season at Jailhouse projecting some hard things. Uh, and I, I want to know more about how he did that and how to basically get better at, at doing that, at trying hard things and, and projecting. And if, if it wasn't clear, that person is definitely Evan. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're clear, I'm trying to figure out this community. 
British just called me a terrible climber, and I'm okay with that. I, I said no such thing. <laughs> That's how I interpreted it. It has been interpreted as such. I think if you were successfully projecting things, she would have had those same questions for you. Yeah, because projecting... It doesn't matter if your projecting was a grade lower than what Bridget would flash. It's like seven grades lower than what Bridget would flash. That's not true, but... I feel like it is. I don't think it is. (laughs) What do you flash? I don't know the answer to that question. It's in the 12s. Like twelve B in the gym, but yeah. definitely not outside. Yeah, like I, I've, I've, I'm projecting eleven A's. That's not seven grades. That's one grade. Oh, you're not counting the ABCDs. No, no. Don't. Yeah, when people say grades, you're like seven okay. grades would mean that like you're only climbing five four. Okay, okay. Now that I understand that you're not counting the ABCD, it makes more sense. But I yeah. felt like the ABCD even with because like it would be four it's like four seven. grades, four or five grades. Yeah. But, like, for me, like, the ABCD is a huge deal. Like, I, I am petrified of 10Ds. I'm not as scared of 11As as I am of 10Ds. Oh, yeah, I feel the same way about 12Ds compared to 13As. Yeah. 12, but 12. I've, I have been getting on more lately, mostly because I've been told that I'm not trying hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. <laughs> I support you trying harder. You're going to be the champion. Okay. Um, Working at it. So can I ask you, Bridget, would you like me to read the questions to, to our, our subject, or, or would you like to be the one to read them? Well, so... I guess I guess to start as an introduction is really um, get the context of what Evan has projected over the last season, so people understand what what he has put into his last season at Jailhouse, what the climbs were that he was projecting, and and what he successfully sent. Um, having listened to recent episodes of this podcast, I know how much I've said about it, but uh, I did do two thirteen Bs. At- jailhouse this year which is kind of cool because 13b translates to 8a in the french scale and 8a A is like the benchmark like oh like you know in the u.s you get to be like you get you actually you get the double like breakthrough grades you, you get like, 13a i send a 13a and then you're like when you send a 13b you can be like i finally sent 8a I'm now i'm yet. really doing hard things got it it's like hard climbing starts at 8a Got it. Which uh, which project? Which is why that uh, that website that tracks your progress is called eight a dot n u. Eight eight. Eight a. Like the grade. I know. I was giving more. Okay. Um, which which climbs did you climb? Um, I did a climb called um, Hall of Justice. Hall of Justice. Yes. Yes. And then another I remember climb. some terrible joke about that in the last podcast. Possibly. And well, because they're at Jailhouse. They're at a crag called Jailhouse. They all have really super ridiculously yeah. corny names that are related to the fact that it's called Jailhouse. Not all of them, but most of them, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I also did a climb called Alcatraz. I liked I liked the name Alcatraz. I'm like I feel like you escaped from Alcatraz. From Alcatraz. <laughs> Um, Escape from Alcatraz is the name of the extension to Alcatraz. (laughs) What does that go at? I actually am not even sure. I think it just adds like one letter grade, like 13C, Um, but maybe two, maybe 13D. But uh, apparently people don't climb it because it's just covered in bat poop and bat (laughs) piss. You know there's a name for that? Guano. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
Do you want me to read the questions? You can read the questions if you'd like. So in case you're curious about what happened in that moment of radio silence, that was Zach (laughs) passing the list of questions he and Bridget agreed upon, and Bridget not being so psyched about reading them. (laughs) The first one's mine anyways. Um, This is is honestly a question for me, because I'm at that stage right now where I had a project, and it was just taken down. Um... And I was working on it. You know what? It's a big advantage of going to climb on climbs that are outdoors. Yeah, I know. Is that they don't get taken down. There's a level of... Unless Mother Nature's like, hey... Unless Unless you pull a micro-sized block off the top of a climb. That climb is still there. That's where I was going. Don't leave me. That was a high five. Yeah. Uh, That climb is still there. And it it still goes at the same grade. Um, I was actually thinking of, like large sections of the wall falling off where there's a completely new route. I know what you were thinking of, but we were on the same page, and I thought that was very fun to be on the same page with Bridget on anything. I'm glad that you had fun. Um, but the, If but you thought it was funny, you were mistaken. <laughs> All right, so what was your question? So my, th- my thing is, my project came down. on the. I climb mostly in the gym because it's more convenient for me, and I still don't feel comfortable with my climbing enough to really take it out and try some of the stuff. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to conquer that fear. I understand and respect that. Um, but, um, how do you select a project? How did, how did you choose Alcatraz? How did, how did Hall of Justice choose you? Like. Choose you. Did it choose you? Uh, no. Did you choose it or did it choose you? (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's rock, so I chose it. (laughs) Okay. I don't think there's a situation where I can be like, oh, that rock climb chose me. You have to you have to want it. You have to want to get on it. I mean, that's I think that's the case for any project. If you if you don't want to do it, then like you're never, especially if it's something that's a real project grade, something that's the hardest thing you've ever done. If you don't want to do it, you're never gonna get it done because you actually have to put in work to get it done. So these were both your first. Well, it was it was your first time climbing thirteen B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what made you decide that you were going to project that level? Like, is it... I guess, um, from my understanding, and overall, people kind of come at climbing in two different ways, where they are consistently just kind of doing things that are within their comfort zone, and they're never really pushing themselves until they, like, you know, they, they progress in strength, but they're they're never really at the stage where they're projecting. And that's certainly where I've come at sport climbing from, right? Bouldering was a totally different story. I was much more comfortable trying hard things that were hard for, like, that That shut me down. But sport climbing, I've always kind of gotten on things that were comfortable for me. And there are other people that, like, have always just gotten on things that were at their limit. So, like, where did you come into these projects from? Was it that you had had projects some projected some climbs before and you felt like 13b was really kind of something that you could do but would take some work um or like i I guess i guess what was your projecting background prior to getting on these two climbs uh i mean i think with a lot of things projecting wise i'm just like looking for something that's like the next level for me and a, a level that seems attainable, like I, you know, I didn't go from 13A to 14A. Uh, even though, like, I think a climb, especially, like, the, a crag like Jailhouse, where a lot of the climbing is very, like, 
you know, it's it's sustained power endurance for the most part. You generally aren't faced with just super difficult moves. So, like, I probably could have gone right from a 13A that I sent and gotten on a 14A and been able to, like, figure out and do all the moves. But, you know, I, that, that wasn't, you know, I want a chance to send something, right? So, um, for me, it was kind of like, all right, this is the next level. I want to get on something. People seem to think this route is fun. Honestly, like, for me, like, my one, like, lasting memory of Hall of Justice before I got on it myself was that I was watching, um, there's a, there's a couple that comes to jail, they, like, they used to go to jailhouse a lot, um, I think one of the, the, uh, the male member of the couple still goes, uh, but they had a kid, so Denise doesn't go as much. But I have this like lasting memory of watching Denise get on Hall of Justice and getting up to this one point, and she would climb up, get into a hold, and she couldn't reach the quick the, the draw to clip the dra- to clip with uh, the rope. So she would like lean back and kick the draw so it would start swinging. Just like. <laughs> reach out and kick it with one foot and it would start swinging back and forth and then she'd like pull up the rope while it was swinging and then she'd like grab it and clip the rope and I thought that was like ah that's that's pretty fucking cool (laughs) I've seen Kathy do that on that climb yeah did you have to do that when you climbed I did not because I have longer arms and probably clipped from a different spot Uh, but that being said like I thought that was super cool. I was impressed. Um, And I was like, oh, man, like, it'd be cool to get on that route. And so, you know, I was just, it's supposed to be a fun route. Um, I had a bunch of people tell me that. Uh, I was excited to get on it. And I had someone who had been on it before and sent it and, like, knew how it went and was able to provide me with some information and was supportive in getting me on it. And then I got on it. Really enjoyed it, enjoyed the movement, and uh, got excited to try and put it all together. That Can I ask a, a couple questions in there for me? The first thing is, is when you got on it, did you know that it was going to be a project, or did you get on it once to see it, then decide that it was your project? I mean, like I think if you get on something and you feel like really shut down by a specific move, it's like pretty easy to be like, no, I don't know, this doesn't really feel like something that is that motivates me, or yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel like something that feels possible at my current strength level yeah you know and you can have different types of projects like there's like a project like this was for me where i was like oh like you know i think if i work on this i don't have to get stronger i can just do this so Um, all the moves felt doable for you on the first go yeah i mean hard and actually uh there was one move that felt super super hard and then over the course of my next few goes, like, I got different beta from people. And they're like, are you doing this? And I'm like, no. They're like, well, you should really do this. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I tried the thing that they said to do, and it worked. And it felt way easier than what I was already doing. Mm. So not, not easy, but way easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, my understanding of the movement developed and I got better at it and I got more efficient at it and uh, eventually just strung it all together so I, I mean you're talking you, you asked me like why I got on the route like I got on the route because I heard it was fun and it looked cool and also I didn't think that many other people were trying it at the time which is actually kind of a thing when you go out to jailhouse like okay. you don't want to hop on a route where everyone else is trying to get on it 
I said you might only get one try that day. So. Right. Yeah. And you, you were telling me, sorry. No, please ask your question. I'll ask it later. No, no, no. Go for it. You were telling me that you only get, you got up there in the morning, you'd warm up on a couple of routes, and uh-huh. then you'd get two goes on your project, and the day'd be done? Yeah, pretty much. Um, for two reasons. One is because uh, I want to make sure I rested enough in between attempts to, like, be fresh for the second attempt, or fresh-ish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and uh, for two, I wanted to make sure that I like you have to you have to try and get on it and get through it before the sun hits because <laughs> as soon yeah. as the sun hits at jailhouse, like the holds start feeling slick. They just start not feeling as good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you can't climb things in the sun. It's just harder. It's not a lot harder. But it is appreciably harder. And when you're trying to climb something that's at your limit, that makes a difference. And so, you know, I, you know, when I was going uh, in the before Christmas, like November, October, like the sun was hitting that climb at like one o'clock, one thirty. So like get out there, do a couple warm up climbs, get one go on that rest for 45 minutes, get another go on that, and the, at that point you're looking at, like, 1 o'clock. So um, how many how many attempts did you end up taking on the, on either of those climbs, approximately? Like, what, what essentially constitutes a project uh, I mean, in your mind? Well, I mean, like, so I sent both of these projects in what I thought was pretty quick for me, honestly. Uh, I feel like I get on something. I, I feel like I generally, like, I have to, like, really work out beta and get things dialed and be super efficient. And also, like, part of projecting also seems to, like, build up my power endurance to be able to send these things. And, uh, you know, I think I did uh, haul in a little bit less than 10 attempts. Uh, wow. And then I did, I did Alcatraz in more like fifteen or so. So, um, was that the first time that you spent that much time on a single route projecting, or have you done? No, that in definitely the past? not. Okay. Uh, I I probably got on Fugitive uh, twenty five or thirty times before I sent it. That's the most. I mean, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, you know, Fugitive was like something, it was a 13A that I got on at Jailhouse. Like, I would get on it a couple of times, and I went, you know, it took me more than a year to send it, I think. Um, I feel like I fell between the last bolt and the chains, like, more than 10 times. So like, I feel like I got on it a lot. So, like, that's that's kind of the thing that I've always struggled with with projecting is just feeling, um, like, being able to manage that feeling of being shut down continuously and, and being willing to get back on something. So how, like, how do you convince yourself? Because I think I talk myself out of a lot of uh, it a lot of times where, especially if I, if I feel like the last time I got on something, I felt really good, and then today I don't feel great. And I'm, I almost feel like if I can't get to my high point, it's more frustrating. Um, and that's something that I really struggle with, it, with projecting in general. So how do you kind of manage that, 
that mentality and, and staying in the project mindset of, of being able to get back on something repeatedly, knowing that, like, there's a chance you're, you're going to get shut down at the same spot or sooner. I mean, I think, I think it's, uh, I personally look for, one, I want to look at how I'm feeling that day, what the conditions are, like, maybe there's a reason that I'm not doing as well as I thought I would. Uh, and I, I already accept, like, you know, some days I'm just not going to feel good and I'm not going to do as well, and that's going to have an effect. And, you know, i got to try again or else I, you know, who knows. If you have a day where you're feeling really strong and you get shut down in the same spot, I kind of personally like to look for, like, micro-improvements. Hmm. Like, oh, like, when I grabbed that hold, it felt a little better. And when I turned my hips, it felt a little better. And, like... Yeah, I fell at the same spot, but, like, you know, I got to that move easier. I felt fresher when I went for it. I felt a little bit closer to sticking it, or I held it for a little, a split second longer than I did before. And, like, you know, for a lot of a lot of these climbs, like, you're not pumped out of your mind yet. And so if you stick the move, you might be able to keep going, but you didn't stick the move. But you were closer to sticking the move, and that makes that makes a big difference. And that that can give you a sense of progress, even though you maybe fell in the exact same spot. Hmm. I had one project once. I had the, there was a uh, <laughs> really once. just just the one just the, the one, one time. I've had no, I've had a couple of projects, but I had one project that I've sent. Like I, I've tried really hard on a lot of things. I haven't sent a lot. Uh, but I tried really hard on the the white eleven eight jug haul that everybody said was a ten C, on the like right to the left of the constant wall, and everybody did it and it was super easy. But it was really hard for me, and I probably got on that thing. I was doing the math conservative in my head at least forty times, before I sent it, and and the answer to how I got on it was uh, my coach made me do it. So so like I don't know if that makes me a terrible person that like I don't naturally just do it by myself, but like. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to get better, and my coach is there, and if I let him down, like, that's going to bother me. And so he said, every time I'm in the gym, I do it three times. I did three times, three times a week for, like, you know, a, many weeks until I got there. So, like, how did that feel, though? What was what was the mentality that you were going into it with? So it's it's clear that, like, obviously Adriel had a bit Im- big impact on whether or not you were going to get on it, but where were you at mentally at the point at which you, like, got on the wall, knowing however you were feeling that day and knowing however you had performed previously? It was mixed. So when I first started on it, I was making pretty big improvement throughout. Like, mm-hmm. each each time I got on there, I'd feel better about it. Uh, then I got really stagnant, and then I'd have bad weeks where I just wouldn't make progress. It was really tough. What ended up pushing me over the hump was the fact that, like, they were taking the, they were taking the route down. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew they were taking the route down, and it was the day that they were going to take the route down. And I'm like... I really want to get this. and But both Adriel and I were, like, I get very psyched out about that. Like, I'm like, what does it mean if I put all this effort in and I don't get the climb? Mm. Like, am I a failure at life? Am I a failure at climbing? Like, how far does this failure exude into my personal being? Um, and so I was trying very hard to just get on there with a level of of, of confidence in my abilities and, and satisfaction in the fact that I got to play with this thing as long as I did. Mm-hmm. Um and then I didn't, and then I, I just got it that day. Like, I, I don't know what was about my climbing, but I just sort of had it in my feet. I made the, there's like one really tough move that was pulling on my forearms. I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to make this, but I, I just said, I'm going for it. If I fall, I fall. And I pushed through it. I got through that move and I got to the top and I like, I 
that feeling is why I want a project again. Like that feeling of getting off that wall. And I, I almost had it the other week and then I, I took my project down like the day before. So like lesson learned, don't wait, like just go for it hard every single time. It's so interesting to hear you guys talk about how many times you've gotten on some climbs because um, I was recently asked by a friend, like, how many times have you worked an individual move or an individual climb? And, like, I think I've worked one, in in terms of routes especially, when I bouldered, I projected much, much more and much more easily. And the mentality of it was much less difficult for me because it's easier to get to the crux move and work that move than it is on a route where you have to, like, do the rest of the climb. Exactly. Um, but I think at most I've, I've tried a route, like, about a dozen times. And, um, and those routes, um, I, I didn't end up sending, where, whether it was a gym route that, like, I literally asked the setters to hold off for, like, another five minutes on stripping the walls so that I could give one more go to a climb on the constant wall or if it was outdoors where, um, you know, I fell on the last move of the only 13A I've ever really worked and then, like, just never went back to it. Um, where was that? It was up at Starwall. Where, why didn't you go back? Where's Star- that's a complicated story. <laughs> Where's Starwall? Can we go tomorrow? It's in Donner. Uh, Donner Pass in Tahoe. Um it's definitely something that's on my list to go back to um, because I made pretty quick work of it to get to where I was able to do the bottom pretty easily yeah, yeah. and then fall on the one sloper hold after all of the pretty good in-cut crimps, which are absolutely my style. Um, is there stuff I can climb there? No. Mm. <laughs> the easiest climb is a 12A that I find terrifying <laughs> and hard. <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's just one of those things where, um, I think that I really get in my head about, um, about the progress that I make from, from one, yeah one attempt yeah. to the next. So. And, and if I, if I like fall below my high point, I think that's really hard for me mentally. And I, I think that's something that, um, that is such a clear, aspect of projecting that like I need to get over in order to be able to project successfully and I I, I just um I, I don't know how to get past that yeah I, I don't know how to like manage that well it's really interesting um I mean maybe f- a better person to talk to about projecting would be this guy Jeff that climbs out of jailhouse <laughs> he was uh he sent his project this year and uh his he was working on the extension to Soap on a Rope, uh-huh. which is called Birdman, I believe. No. No, can't remember. Uh, that might be Birdman. Uh, so he was working on the extension to, it's a 12D or 13A, depending on who you ask. And uh, it's, it's rated 13B. He sent the extension, or he sent Soap on a Rope like 50 plus times while doing that project this year. Jeff is such an interesting character. I, I, I see him a lot in the gym in the mornings and he's constantly asking me if I'm going to get out to jailhouse. And to me, jailhouse, I, I've been like a, a very small handful of times and it still feels really intimidating. And I think part of it is that 
Um, I have a really hard, one of my biggest weaknesses is route reading. And so I got in my head about um, the, the difference between what I feel like I should be able to do and then what I'm actually able to do when I'm trying to like on-site something or trying to figure out where I'm going. Well, that's the thing is that no one on-sites anything at Jailhouse. Right. And and I think that's something that like I haven't fully been able to internalize um when when I get when I go there that I, I still feel like um I I it's a little bit of I guess like imposter syndrome is is like kind of the closest thing that I can say where I feel like I don't belong there even though I know that I climb hard. But then I go there and I just feel like I'm getting shut down repeatedly. And I, I guess, like, the more I talk to people that climb there, um, like you and, like, Jeff and, 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 like, a lot of the other people that climb there, the more I, I'm starting to recognize that that's just a, that's just the way that jailhouse is. But I think that that's something that overall people struggle with when they go outside is just, um, just being able to manage like I guess that the ego aspect no, of I mean, it, right? A hundred percent like the reason why I don't climb outside is that. Like that is my issue. It's imposter syndrome. I don't I don't I don't think I deserve to be in the gym, let alone be outside. Like I It's so interesting because when I talk to somebody like you, I'm like, no no no, just go try it. But then when like somebody else says the same thing to me, I I have the same reaction that you do. So so I'm gonna solve this problem. <laughs> How are we gonna solve the, this problem? The three of us are gonna go outside together, <laughs> and then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to live up to that because you're gonna be like you're telling me I just gotta go outside and no, do no, it. No, no, then Evan can be our rip gun. No, Evan's <laughs> gonna be the 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 leader, and we're gonna. Photographer. I'll, but I'm just saying, like you, you gotta lead. Gonna, so you guys are gonna be the leaders. Fine, take I'll, charge. I can lead whatever. The I'm just not climbing it. The uh, the the thing that I will say is like Adriel the other day got on this. 13C that he's been working on, like, Adriel can climb 13Cs, but there was, there was like, a blue 13C that he was uh-huh. working on uh, to the left of the double wave. That I haven't gotten on because I'm too intimidated. It's, it, it, it's honestly a very intimidating climb, but he got on, he got on it and started climbing it, and he, he's like, you know, I'm preaching all this stuff to you, and I have to embody it if I'm going to, if, because I'm like, I need to work on my belaying, because Evan says I need to work on my belaying. I'm like, the only way I'm going to work on my belaying is if you climb. So he climbed it, and he like he's like, I gotta embody the stuff that I'm teaching you, and I climbed that better than I've ever climbed it before, and it's one of those things where like you know sometimes, so I like, and that that's the thing for me. Sometimes I just need someone to like be there for me, that I need to like actually like. Oh yeah, I definitely noticed like even so, Evan and I climbed last week, and on my like second or third hard climb. I, like, took a fall at the top after multiple falls below that. And he gave me a hard time. He said, like, well, at least you finally took a fall for a re- reason other than you couldn't clip. Right? That yeah. is, like, almost almost more than half the time that I take a fall, it's because I, I get in my head about where I expect to be able to clip from, and then mm-hmm. I, like, can't move past that um, because I, I'm stressed about when and where I will be able to clip. And um, I climbed the next day with my roommate, and I sent that route with, like, no problem. And I, and I like, did two more moves than I did when I was climbing with Evan. Because in my head, I, I recognized that, like, this, this was the thing that was holding me back, right? This, this fear of when and where am I going to clip it was, was holding me back. And sometimes it takes somebody <laughs> like Adriel or like Evan giving, giving you that, like, 
I guess, showing you um, that so clearly this is the thing that's holding you back to, to, show, to move past it, right? Or even for Adriel, yeah. for him to recognize that, like, the things that are holding him back are similar to the things that are holding you back, and he wants to set a good example, right? Is there... Is there anything as me as a fan who's nowhere near that climbing level can do for you in the gym? Because I, I honestly, I'm, as I'm a pulling, fan. <laughs> I'm pulling for you every day. You're in there climbing, but I don't know what to say and or do. I just sort of cheer you on. You should tell her that sometimes she needs to have better footwork. Oh, I can totally say that. <laughs> I can totally say that. I but, heard this was a thing that you told Evan. And yeah. then I proceeded to tell him that about a dozen times the so, next few times I climbed with him. Okay, so we we have to work on our climbing together. In fact, I may ask you when the next time we can climb together is. Um, but uh, we have to work on our climbing together because, one, I tend to uh, give him a little bit too much slack or short him. It's, like, not consistent. Like, I'm kind of the other way. One or the other. It's one or the other. And, and Adriel talked about it, and Adriel says that, like, when you're climbing with someone who has different arm length than you, so like when I climb with Linda, mm-hmm. I almost never short her because my arm length is the same is like the same length as hers. So okay. if she goes to clip, I'm already there. I just pull up the rope and I got it. But when Evan, whose arm length is longer than mine, I have to do like one and a half to get there. So then I, it ends up I end up with too much slack, and then he ends up taking too big of a fall. And so Adriel says I got two choices: either one, Evan can suck it and deal with like deal with being shorted if he wants to be tighter, or he can deal with the longer fall. Those are his two choices. And I, I would actually like to ask you which one you want. But um, I don't think that's necessarily the case. It, do you have a preference between those two things? Well, like, the ability to give me enough slack to clip is not predicated on you having extra slack in the system while I'm climbing. Fine. Does that make sense? You're yeah, I mean, to be question. fair, my arms are probably shorter than yours, and, and, I mean, maybe you have a different opinion, but I think I do a pretty good job of bullying you. Now you do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's training I us. Didn't, I didn't do a very good job he's, when I first started He's training us. Uh, the, the, I stopped climbing with Bridget for a little while because she shorted me on the first clip every single time we climbed together. To be fair, I was a boulder at the time. Okay, 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 don't sit. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out that kind of came up in the in the discussion, because I think that this, this stuff we're talking about right now is not necessarily um, relevant, but uh, is Sorry, that... Sorry, we're going to finish this topic and then we're taking a break. Is that... Um, I wanted to point out that there's a ton of pansies that climb at jailhouse. I just want to point that out. Like, you're talking about, like, oh, like, I was giving you crap about falling for something other than clipping. But there's people, like, there's a lot of people that climb really high grades at jailhouse, project really hard, look like badasses when they're sending. But when they're projecting a route, they, like, take in slack, they go in direct, they clip the next bolt. They climb the entire route on top rope, essentially. Because they don't like falling, and they're scared of falling. But they learn the route well enough so that when it comes time to send, they'll even be skipping clips. Right. Because Because they know know exactly what they're doing. Now, they will take a fall, right? Like, if you skip a clip and you're going for a move, you take a fall. The, they, I, what I find... Because I don't climb quite the same way as them. I don't have the same mental game. I'm not in the same place as them mentally. I am totally fine with taking a fall. I am totally fine with being on lead and not knowing where I'm going to clip. But a lot of people who project hard stuff don't climb like that. Or at least the people that I climb with at Jailhouse. Um, I'm not talking about pro climbers. I don't know anything about what they do necessarily. Bridget would know more than me. 
Tit name draw. Um, was the guy's name Doug? No. No. <laughs> um, come on. Name a famous Doug. Uh, um, <laughs> my dad's name is Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Pierce? Oh! Anyway. Wow, that was an, a remarkable leap of logic that you just made there. <laughs> Finish uh, your point so we can take a break. I need to get out of this chair. <laughs> so, uh, my point is, is that you don't have to be, like, a balls out, like, I'm just going for it on on-site, like, climb into the unknown type of person in order to be able to send hard. You can totally wuss your way up a climb. You can ad- advance the top rope as much as you want. You can haul on draws. You can grab whatever you need to be able to clip and make it to the top of a route and still have that route be a project, still have it be a real thing, and still be the kind of person who, when it comes to it, when you're trying to send, is going to be like, I don't clip that because I know I'm not going to hit the ground, and if I try to clip it, it's going to waste too much energy, and I care more about sending than I do about taking a 30-foot whipper. It's it's interesting because, like, I... Um, um, my most recent climbing trip, I was told that I was asked if I find falling fun. And when I hesitated to respond, they were like, you need to get over that because that is going to make such a huge difference in what you climb because you can climb much harder things than what you're getting on right now. And if you aren't so concerned about the fall, you'll, you'll be able to, to do those things comfortably with the strength that you have now and so for me like projecting I like I recognize whether it's in the gym or outside that um I I think a huge thing that holds me back from being able to send things at my limit is um is a matter of not knowing whether or not I'll be able to clip something when I get there yeah no, I can totally explain. Yeah, and, and it makes a huge difference when I know where I'm going. Where where I know if I just make it to that hold, I'll be able to clip, right? Or I'll, and, and I'll be able to rest or whatever it is, right? Knowing yeah. the route makes a huge so, difference. I'm not going to name drop. <laughs> his name is not Doug, apparently. His name is not Doug. All right, we're going we're gonna to do a little, a little break here. Okay, yeah. guys, we're, do, we're doing a break. And we're back. <laughs> there was like no time in that break. Like this is a break for other people too. We just took a break. We got to give them time for the break. No, no, you can, you can add. I'm in. not editing. No, you can edit in whatever break Why you want. You no. I think we're back. Why are you opposed to editing, Zach? And we're back. This is brought to you Dr. by pa- so. Patagonia Fanboy. We're back with no Patagonia Fanboy sponsorship because it's not a real thing. <laughs> this is totally a real thing. It ain't a real thing. Uh, the break started to develop. I did see your Facebook post earlier today. About what? Oh, yeah. About I, wanting to write a book. I kind of want to write a book. I don't think it's a good idea. It's called About Patagonia. Patagonia Brown Noser. Uh, Patagonia Fan Nonfiction by the Ultimate Patagonia Fanboy. No. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Remember that part where I said I'd give you, like, a little bit more than Evan? What's, uh... Which we have discussed is actually less than Evan. <laughs> you give me, like, negative. Like, this is Evan, and then you give me negative. Wait, 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 wait. I'm okay with that. So, You're still cool. So, like, there's... What is the term for something that 
might not be fake news, but you want it to be fake news. Mm. Zach. <laughs> so we have some Zach news for you. And it is about Patagonia fanboy non-fan fiction. Okay. Welcome back to talking about projects. Woohoo! Um, I before we jump into the the next set of questions, I just I wanted to ask: Do you have a next project? Yes. What's it I called? Working on a climb called Jailbait. What does that go on? Thirteen C. I already knew the answer to that question, but I, I did a I did a easier thirteen B and then a hard thirteen B and I jumped straight to a hard thirteen C. <laughs> do you do you ever go back and climb the other ones? Like the like, will you ever go back and climb uh, whatever the other one? Hall of Justice. I might. Uh, although I'm actually mentally attracted to the extension to Hall of Justice, which is called Overhaul. <laughs> mentally attracted. <laughs> and uh, was, are you as mentally attracted as I was to the salad earlier? I think your attraction to the salad was a lot more physical. <laughs> okay. Okay, so moving on. Hall of... Wait, what was overhaul? Overhaul. Is, what is that is going it overalls on? or 13 overhaul? 13D. 13D. What and it's supposed to have some, like, big, like, dynamic moves. Like, oh, that it sounds, sounds exciting. I, I, would, I can't wait to see you try that. I would love to see me try it, but I'm, I'm pretty focused on jailbait. Uh, I mean, and by focused, I mean I've been on it three times in two months, which is not very good. But uh, just and clearly, you're not going to get on it next weekend if you're going to be. Yeah, next weekend I've got other plans, but you know I'll get I'll squeeze out whatever I can in the remaining rest of the season in uh, in end of April and May. Is that the end of the season? Because it gets yeah, too warm. Yeah, pretty much. It gets too it's hot. Too hot. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully I can squeeze out some more time on it. Honestly, I don't expect to send this year, uh, or this season. season, this season. So hopefully, um, you know, in the fall, I'll get back on it and, mm-hmm. and make some big progress. Um, it's really hard, but also really cool. <laughs> so let's say you don't send the season. How do you how do you practice for your project? Like, do you do you try and find similar moves and bouldering problems? Do you try and train and like? What is your practice like? I don't, honestly. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, if there's really one particular move that's shutting you down and you think you don't have the power for it, it makes sense to, like, practice that movement. Um, maybe try and set it up on a, a home wall that you have or, um, you know, go to a system board at your local gym and try to, like, you know, figure out what that movement is like. Um, I, for me, that's more of like a boulder problem thing that I would try to do. Um, but you know, the, I've done every move on my new project. Um, I've done all of the clips except one. Uh, and that one clip, I was like asking somebody nearby who had done the route, what their beta was for that. And they're like, I'm like, Hey man, uh, what's your beta for this last clip? And he's like, I don't clip it. Like, All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so I'm going to skip that clip when I'm trying to send. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point, I mean, like I've done, I've done all the moves and all the clips. So really I need to do all of those things better and more efficiently. Um, I need mm-hmm. to build up the muscle memory for that. I need to build up the power endurance to last through all those moves in a row. 
Um, I need to build up my recovery ability. There's a big rest right before the last two clips. And it's, it's kind of hard in that section. So I need, to, I need to be able to recover as well as I can in there. Um, so just general uh, power endurance and uh, en route recovery on jugs is going to be my, my goal. However, I will be honest and say that in the summer I say see you later to sport climbing. And I only really sport climb in the gym. And I spend most of my summer doing mountain stuff. So when you say that you've done all the moves on that climb, were you able to do all of the moves on your first on your first attempt or were you pulling through some of those moves to kind of just try to see what you could string together overall? On uh, my first time on it was actually the same day that I sent Alcatraz. Like I sent Alcatraz on my first attempt of that day. And then uh, I was like, people were like, well, what are you going to get on next? You know, because <laughs> that's what people ask immediately after you send a project. So don't expect there to be a big party for you. The the, par- oh, yeah. the party is the, the thing where people are like, hey, nice job. What's next? Um, so this is your party. It's just like four months to late. Yeah. This is a party? Yeah, this is We're a party. A party, party. This, is this doesn't I... feel like a party. This is like, like a... This is the party you get. This is just, an interrogation. Just accept it. <laughs> Feel, we feel robbed. You. you clapped. You didn't knee slap. No, that wasn't an invitation. I feel like it was. It really was. So. I mean, I should have known that it was an invitation. <laughs> it wasn't, but you I should have known, known that it would better. be. It would be a ticket. Welcome out. to your party. Okay, so uh, so, so I. You had, you, know, tried, you had done something hard that day, and then you got on. I got on it, and um, I did actually all the moves up to this one spot, and I was falling on this one move, and uh, I ended up uh, coming down because my partner needed to go get on her project before the sun hit it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, that was the end of my day, and, and I actually didn't go back for, like, five weeks. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. By like random happenstance, unfortunately. Like I, there were a few times, there was three weeks that I was planning to take off, and then there were another couple of weeks where it was like just didn't happen because of weather mostly. Yeah. And then, uh, and then rain was weird this year. Then I got back there. So that actually leads me to two different questions. The first being, um, I've been told that if you can do all of the moves on a climb on your first go, then you're not trying a hard enough climb. I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily true. Um, it is maybe a suggestion that you can project harder things. But, like, if you get on the hardest thing you've ever done and you can do all the moves on your first try, you should still do it because right. <laughs> it's the hardest thing you've ever done, especially if you're motivated to do it. But it do- it is an indication that maybe you can get on something even harder. Okay, so my second question is about the partner thing. How How do you manage that partner relationship when you are projecting something where you are taking many falls and and you're you're really pushing your limits and you're spending a lot of time on an individual climb how how do you manage that relationship with um with a partner Uh, i don't know i mean like you know almost everyone who's out there is is doing the same thing you know like I I never go to jailhouse with someone who's just like, oh, like, well, I'm just going to do this thing real quick and then come down. And then, and even so, they're like, you know, like, well, they're almost so, always someone's willing to take a break. 
my experience is I mostly project with people who are also projecting, and so, like, no one's ever really that upset if you're taking a bunch of goes, like, and they're always very thankful when you've belayed them for a working burn where they're just, like, going up there and taking falls and going up and taking falls and working moves and, you know, all this stuff. And you're take, you know, they're going indirect and they're hauling back up the rope. And, like, there's all this work that goes in. You do a real, like, working burn. Yeah. It could take 45 minutes or an hour or more for someone to work their way through a route. And, you know, like... Yeah, like, someone's done that for me, and I've done that for plenty of people as well. Like, it's 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 just, like, uh, you do it for each other. It's a mutual support thing. How many, like, when you go up there and you're doing one of these working burns or you're up there, how many how many times do you think you fall before either switching out or moving on? Like, uh, I would say, honestly, like, most people, when they go up on this stuff, don't take a lot of falls. They do a lot of takes. Okay, but even takes. Like, how many takes are you going to do in, in your session? Uh, 17, 27, <laughs> 84? Uh, I mean, like, honestly, like, if you're climbing up and taking and climbing and taking and climbing and taking and climbing and taking, like, generally that wears people out. I would say probably people don't hang on the rope more than 20 times in a, in a working burn. Okay. And, and sometimes, uh, but it, like, you know, could be more than that, but, like, for the most part, like, you know, you could get a situation where someone's, like, right at a bolt, and they just, like, pull up, and then they just, like, take, and then pull up, and take, pull up, and take, that's that, like, they just think this move is going to work, they try to grab the hole a little different, like, nope, that doesn't work, they sit down and take, you know, try things. Yeah. But, you know, I would say maybe an average of, like, 20, you know, okay. like, I mean, there's, I've believed people on climbs where they... Went bolt to bolt up the whole thing, is there, meaning that like you know every single bolt they took. That's normally me. Is there is there an etiquette rule for like how long you're allowed to be on a route or should be on a route if someone else wants to work on it? If someone else wants to work on it, like if you're projecting and there's someone else who shows up who's also projecting your project. I mean, you try to give them time to get on their project. Yeah, um, but you don't. All that takes all the sun or all the but, shade. Yeah, but you don't. You. I mean, you also like. You know, it depends on who's doing what, right? So, like, sometimes, usually you'll have people who are at different stages in their project. You have people that are, like, maybe, like, just trying to figure out one particular section. Hold on, wait, back up. you got to unpack that. You can't just drop that bomb and then not... Unpack it? Unpack it, yeah. You got, did you listen to the podcast I sent you yet? No, not yet. Okay, because you will. I understand that. But the, unpack the, <laughs> what you said there are different stages of projecting? What are the stages? Well, I mean, like, uh, you know, there's that initial stage where you're, like, exploring the project. Like, you just, like, yeah, I mean, like, and people will call it different. Like, people will call it, like, an exploratory burn. Like, I'm going to go up there and see what the moves are like. Okay. And that's what I did. I Like, I sent Alcatraz, and then I was, like, I did an exploratory burn on jailbait. And I had someone, like, telling me what the moves were and what the holds were. And, like, you know, I just, like, trying moves for the very first time. And then... You know, you're, you can be in that phase, and then once you've kind of, like, tried all the moves, you can be like, all right, well, I've done this section. Like, I really need to figure out this section right here. Like, I haven't done these moves yet. And you can, you can basically, like, work your way up to that section and then just try that one section over and over. And then maybe you figure out those moves. Maybe you've got to the point where you figure out all the moves on the climb, right? And then you go and you try to make links, right? And you try, like, oh, like, I'm going to try and get from the ground to this rest, 
right? And like, you know, maybe you make it, maybe you don't. And sometimes you'll be like, oh, this section, I need better beta. I need to really work this section, make it efficient, figure out how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, you could be working that particular section. So like once you go past exploratory burns and you know the holds, you know the moves, then you, then you, then you might be refining beta. So there's a refining beta stage. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's a going for it stage? Yeah, there's when you're doing red point burns where it's like you're going and trying to get as far as you can. You think you, you know all the moves. You're like, I, you know, if I feel great someday, I'm, I will go all the way to the top because I know all the moves. I've done all yeah. the moves. I've done all the clips. Okay. And, and, you know, you, you do that. Usually, like, sometimes you, like, get up and you fall and you're like, I know everything else. I'm just going to lower down, save my energy for the next try. And sometimes you go up and you fall and you're like, all right, I'm going to try to do the end again. Just make sure I know have that super dialed. Because, you know, by natural selection, you tend to have the bottom more dialed than you do the top. It just happens. Because you do it more times. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Do you have a project, Bridget? Um, I, I don't necessarily have a project. I definitely want to go back to Warp Factor, given that I made fairly quick work of it last summer and then fell on, like, the last move <laughs> um, and, and just didn't have it in me on the next go to to do it. I think I could probably pretty easily do it now. I think um, the thing that I have struggled with most is what it feels like to be on something for an exploratory burn. I think think for me, um, I struggle a lot with um, the expectations I have for myself in, in relation to how I feel on a climb. And so if I feel like something is more challenging than I expect it to be. I, I really struggled to get out of that or, like, to break through that mental state. Yeah, yeah. Of, um, of, like, why is this so hard? And so that's something that I'm trying to work on. And actually, this is something that Adriel mentioned um, the other morning when, when we were both climbing. Um, you were with Adriel and I was with my roommate of just, like, the mentality of it where... I'm I'm really hit or miss when it comes to my mental mental state with climbing, where I either like feel really comfortable just going for something and not worrying about whether or not I fall, even if it's on something that is below what I expect to be my limit, or getting really really worked up about the fact that I feel like I should be able to do something and I don't feel like in that moment I can do it. And then backing off as a result instead of just going for it. Right. So that's that's where I struggle. In terms of projects outside, I, I don't really have a project right now. Are there characteristics of the days that you feel good about going for something versus the days that you don't? No. It's like, it's totally... It be, this is the thing that really stood out to me um, on, on my trip to Spain was that the, the mental state that I was in played such a huge factor in my ability to to do things um and that like I had done a bunch of training prior to that trip that was purely physical training and I I'm sure that I am stronger than I've that I've ever been um maybe not as powerful as I was when I was bouldering three four years ago but but definitely like overall my strength is probably 
near its peak, if not at its peak, yeah, yeah. and just going out there and recognizing that the my mental state was still a huge factor and what was holding me back from being able to climb harder things was was a little bit frustrating and was also like quite eye-opening in terms of like the fact that even though I have made a lot of progress in my mental ability to get on hard things, which we talked about last time I was I was here. Um, I still Best have episode ever. <laughs> episode number nine. I still have a lot of work that needs to be done because essentially I'm I'm in the same place that I was three years ago. Only now instead of panicking on you know mid elevens, I panic on mid twelves. And so, like that, then, but but that that state is still different. I am physically stronger, and now I've just like increased the grade at which I panic. And but like my limit is still beyond that level. Do you have any advice for handle? Like that's honestly, this is this is the same thing that I'm working on with Adriel at my level, which is, I get to a point where I get on a thing and I just start doubt creeps in, mm-hmm. and as soon as I start doubting, as soon as the doubt, like I'll, I'll misplace a foot or a foot will slip, and I just won't climb well after it. There's been one time where that wasn't the case, but for the vast majority of times, as soon as a foot just sort of goes, my my confidence slips out. And I'm wondering if, you know, you might have any tips for processing that. The U is definitely directed at Evan. It's not directed at me. Because I will tell you right now that when I was in Spain, I got on something that was well within my limit, and I, I panicked. And then I climbed the rest of it terribly, even though I had climbed the rest of it, like, completely fine two days before. I think that it's uh, definitely a skill to be learned is to recover your mental state after an error. Um, okay. I mean, I'm working on it. And, and I'm, I have good days and I have bad days, and I'm getting better, but I'm looking for any way to make bigger leaps there. I know. I mean, there's no... I don't think there's anything magic that solves that issue. You just try to fight through it and like, I just try to put myself in that situation as much as possible at this point like that's where I want to be I was in that place on my bike the other day like I was biking and I was panicking because I didn't have the low gears because my derailleur got knocked in I was freaking out and I was like How, I'm not going to get to the top of this hill and I'm clipped into the pedals if I don't make it and then I gave up and I was really disappointed in myself when I gave up well I mean I, you don't have to worry about that I think um, you know if you if you ha- make an error and that leads to you falling or not completing a route, that's okay. Like, learn from it, go back, get on it again. I mean, the whole, I mean, I think the whole theme of what we're talking about is projecting, and projecting is all about failing over and over and over again until you succeed. Um, But failing upwards, like learning from each time you fail. Like, if you make a physical error, like your foot pops and your feet come off, and you're like, ah, and then you put them back on and you keep climbing, like, even if that sort of reduces your confidence and you don't feel as good, you can take that and be like, hey, you know what, next time, I, if my feet come off, I know I can keep going. Yeah. I know it's not the end of my climbing. And you just you just try to fight through that. Um, I don't know if this is totally this totally relates. I just think it's amazing. Is uh, there's this guy who used to climb on the intermediate advanced team, uh, youth climber in Sunnyvale. He mm-hmm. used to climb on the not the competition team, the the team level below, and he was a bit taller for his age, like 14, 15, 16. 
and kind of chubby, to be honest with you. And he had terrible footwork, and his feet would come off all the time. And then he got older, he got taller, he slimmed down. And I don't know if this, I don't think he changed anything with diet. I just think it was just, like, the growth cycle that, like, the human body goes through. He just, like, got long but didn't get any, like, more mass on him. (laughs) And and he was so used to his feet flying off the wall because he had terrible footwork. He learned how to have better footwork and then retained that knowledge of... What do I do when my feet come off? I do this, I recover, and I get my feet back on, and I keep climbing. And so you watch the guy climb. And I was watching a competition, and I was telling someone next to me, I'm like, I watch people on this climb, and it's really hard to keep your feet on. This kid is going to do awesome on this climb because he's so good at recovering when his feet fly off. And I, we watched him, and his feet were flying off left and right because it was super hard to keep your feet on. But he kept going. He, kept, he knew how to manage that. He knew how to manage it. So, like, you can, you can learn the lessons from your own failures. Like, ah, oh, my feet flew off. Well, like, well, like, learn what it means to have your feet come off and then stick them back on and keep going, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. can, you can take but these, that's such a, that's these such difficult a lessons and... and yeah, learn. It's such a it's, it's all, such a learned mental state because it's all because repetition. Like we we put ourselves in the we expose ourselves to these situations, we do it repeatedly, and then we learn how to handle them, right? And then you can apply that to your future climbing. I, I feel like that's something that I've really struggled with because even like even in the hard things that I try, um, I did sort of on the last set on the constant wall force myself to get on the thirteen that seemed less my style. <laughs> than the one that seemed more my style. And eventually um, I, I got on the one that was like just a bunch of crimps. And I and I sent it in in a handful of goes. Um, and I, I think that tends to be what I lean towards is getting on things that I know are comfortable for me. And then I look at things that are really pinchy or slopey and I get really intimidated them right off by them right off the bat even if they're at a grade that's like lower than something that I've sent because I struggle with what that failure feels like and what what that feels like to be shut down on something that you feel good about yeah like well no, I know. that that like I know is hard for me but I still feel like I should be able to do yeah. Um, no, I know. I know that. I know that feeling. I think we all do. That's a that's a really that's a thing that I really struggle with. And actually, I was having a really interesting conversation with my roommate, who is not a climber. One of, one of my roommates, she's she's not at all a climber. Um, but I was talking to her about my trip to Spain and just o- overall the fact that I've been told, told so many times that I'm not trying hard enough things. And it was interesting because we related it back to the fact that in in general, women. This, this, like, there have been studies that show that women don't apply for jobs until they feel that they meet, like, 80% or something like that of and the criteria. The, uh, yeah. And and, we, and men are like, oh, I meet, like, 40 or 50% of the criteria. I'm going to apply, right? And women just feel like they need to meet more of the criteria in order to even put their foot in the doorway. And I feel like that's that's something that I struggle with. Like overall, and I'm and I'm working on getting over it. But even in even like in the gym where I know that I climb hard, 
I'm one of the stronger people in the gym, and I still feel uncomfortable getting on something that I know I'm going to fall all over, even if it's, like, something that is a is a really hard climb, right? <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to talk about two things, and and feel free to jump in and tell me that I'm wrong here. But I, you're I, wrong here. The, fir- <laughs> the first thing is, as a guy, I, I I may be an anomaly, but I'm the same way. I only apply to things when I'm like 100 percent sure that I meet all the qualifications. Uh-huh. And I see like one or one or two that don't. I will ask the person like applying whether or not it's even worth my time applying, and I'm like I don't meet these. Uh, so I I have that that feel like I want to fit in. But the the bigger thing that I want to say is. I think you can climb harder things. Like, I, I firmly believe that you can. Like, I've seen you climb. I think you can climb harder things. But the thing that I want to get out of the out of your vocabulary is the should. Like, I think, I don't think, like, like when people say you should be climbing harder things, like, I think it's perfectly, you're perfectly fine climbing what you, you're climbing. If you want to progress, if you want that next step, you can climb harder and that will help you grow. But... I think you should be you. I think you're phenomenally fun to, to be around when you climb. You have a great time doing it. You're you have good energy, and and you're trying. Like I, I think you should be happy with what you're doing, and you can look for harder. But stop being should. So I think you're wrong here. <laughs> F you, Evan. And the reason that I think you're wrong is that it's not so much a matter of what she should or shouldn't do from like an objective standpoint. It is. Based on your own stated goals, Bridget, you should be getting on harder climbs. So that's so that's that's a that's a very different thing. Yeah, these people no, no. aren't aren't saying like you know just because of your certain level of strength, I think you should be climbing harder things. This is like you have stated a particular goal, and if you want to accomplish it, you should be getting on harder things. Then then let's let's try. That's and re- a whole different. Yeah, let's rephrase the terminology. Let's find a better way to put it. I just the. For me, I don't know about you, but I hear that you should be, and and the, it immediately goes to I'm not good enough. Like that's that's the way I take a you should. You should be doing this. I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me, and I take it personally. And again, we're we're unpacking my mental issues I at don't, this point. Yeah, I don't take it as like I'm not good enough. But it's, I just want it's to- that like I'm I'm holding myself back because because Evan is right. Like I have, and I, I'm I'm sure I've probably stated it to you. Um, stated it to me. I didn't say what it was. But, <laughs> but Bridget I, has a goal. I, I and do. if she wants to accomplishment, accomplish it. <laughs> if she wants to accomplishment, <laughs> she need to try hard. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that that's like that's the thing that I struggle with is is like is that hearing other people say it, it's really just reconfirming the things that I already know about about what I what I need to be doing to get to that goal to get to that goal um, and I, I think that's that's what's hard is is even the um, it's it's like a weird thing where like I know I should be doing it and other people are saying that I should be doing it and yet I look at things that are at that grade and they feel really intimidating so there's a there I went to this handstand class today <laughs> yeah and uh, on the board the guy said, uh, he, he said you need a, you need foam rollers, you need uh, blocks, you need ball, uh, yoga balls, and you need straps. And then underneath it, you put this in this giant letter on this giant post-it, like, what is your intention for today? And that's that's fine. If your intention is to get better and you have the goal, which I don't know, that's fine. Like, like if you have that goal and you want to get there, that's awesome. Um, 
and and should do to get to that goal is different for me than should do. So that's fine. I support yeah. that. But like, I just want you to know that I accept you for who you are. <laughs> I I appreciate that. I also accept you for who you are most of the time. I appreciate <laughs> that. In fact, I don't. Are I you remember. able to? I mean, like, are you even able to say that about yourself? Do you no. accept yourself for who you are most of the I time? I accept myself none of the time. Yeah, that's why I didn't think so. I'm so I mean, I feel good about what he said <laughs> about me because I I know how he feels about himself. Yeah. Um, I, I have one last question. Do you have any other questions? I have one last question. Go for it. And then I just, I wanted to ask if there's a difference, like how do you approach a, is there a difference in the way you approach a project in a gym versus not a project? Do you ever have projects in a gym? Uh, I mean, I have things that I work on in the gym, but I just don't have anywhere near the same, like, drive and emotional attachment that I do for stuff outside. I just don't care that much. Um... And the other thing is, like, I actually find it hard to have projects in the gym, right? Like, if you have a project outside on Real Rock, it's going to be there for a while. You can look at a project, you can climb a project, and you can be like, oh, damn, I need to be stronger in this way. And then you can go and work on getting stronger in that way. Yeah. And then come back to your project and have better success or, you know, a higher level of achievement. Whereas in the gym, you generally just don't have time to be like, well, you know what? I need to be stronger at X. And then just like, oh, it's kind of hard to get stronger at X in two months. I think it's like three at this point. <laughs> and like you can do Depends more. on the rotation in your okay. gym. Belmont's a smaller gym, so our rotation's a little faster. Got it. That was my last question. Evan, how do I climb harder? I don't come harder things. I mean, you sent that fucking big 13B and I couldn't do it, so just get on Alcatraz now. <laughs> Let's do it! Is that what we're doing tomorrow? <laughs> go uh, to Jellhouse? I would, I would screw my plans tomorrow and go with you if that's what no. you're doing. I, um, I, I think, um, especially an area like Jailhouse, is really easy to go out to and start to realize that like none of the actual moves are very hard. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, the moves start to get a little bit harder as you go up in the grades, but it's not so hard that you can't do it, and you just need to start putting everything together. Which is the one I can climb at, and which is the one I can't climb at? Goldwall's one of them, and Jailhouse is the other. Goldwall, you might be able to climb at. (laughs) Jailhouse, you would be Can I get to the first bolt on anything? (laughs) To the first bolt at Jailhouse? Yeah, Absolutely. First, first bolt on fugitive is hella easy. Oh. You can even. Get I was thinking the, about the warm ups. <laughs> you can even get the second bolt, man. Oh, the first bolt on the left warm up you can clip from the ground. <laughs> so yeah, you got that too. <laughs> All right. I know that I can reach that from the ground. <laughs> the left one. Everyone clips know. it from it's the ground. It's been a while. The um, right one, everyone clips from the boulder on the right. You guys, got anything else? Do we need anything else? Yeah, do you have anything else? Any other questions, comments, concerns? We've, we've, we've uh, done well with our time. We're at like two hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are we really? No, we're at an hour and a half and we took a break in there. Oh, thank God. But like it was not a half hour break. I feel, I feel so sorry for our listeners. For your listeners. This is not my show. 
I hope someday it might become part of your show. Um, any, any, anything else? No, I think it sounds like we're good at it. It's the third time I've asked that question. I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're solid. Um, I am. I don't as, want to inject anything else into this. As far as I know, I'm still two twenty one. Okay. I'm waiting on you, man. I know. I know. Uh, two twenty one. Um, I believe in you. you the South Beta Cop Podcast. <laughs> 394 pounds of rock climbing power. Rock jocks for life. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>